In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. As I struggled to get words on paper for today's Father's Day sermon, I remembered again that by any metric out there, Mother's Day beats Father's Day. Mother's Day was made a holiday back in 1913, right? Father's Day, 1972. (laughs) Average weekend spending, this is a fact for Mother's Day, $300 in the weekend. Average Father's Day spending, $200 on the weekend. (laughs) Hallmark says that they send 50 million more cards on Mother's Day than they do on Father's Day. So why? Why is Father's Day less of a to-do than Mother's Day? And why is it harder to find words of celebration? Well, today's sermon is dedicated to exploring the social and theological aspects of why our fathers may get a little less attention than our mothers on their big days, but they're equally deserving of our praise and our gratitude. First, a few interesting, I think, sociological observations of why moms are a bit more prominent than dads. To start, the first person, the first person that you and I saw in this world was your mom. And we're bodily attached to our mothers from birth, before, through nursing, and beyond. Perhaps for this reason alone, those extra 50 million greeting cards are deserved. Dad's, on the other hand, he's that other guy back there. He's the first other guy back there. And dads care for us, but it's less immediate and obvious. He's maybe getting the car. He's maybe pushing the carriage. And though this is changing, he's also usually been the one working. Mom is front and center in our lives, and this prominence is also reflected in our church. Mother Mary is the first face we see when we're baptized and we come to the altar for our first worship and communion. And she's the first face we see any time we enter an Armenian church, prominent on the altar. The first words of worship, I think you may know, are spoken to Mother Mary, Surp Astvadzazinen, We have seven special feast days to Mary, seven. But we have no pictures of God the Father in the church. No dedicated feast for him or for Joseph, really, for that matter. So we have to look a bit harder for words and images of God the Father. That must be why sermons are harder. Actually, I even had a difficult time even finding a joke for today's Father's Day sermon, all I got was a bunch of corny puns. And the one good joke I did find proved the point of dads shrinking behind moms. So a Jewish boy comes home from school and tells his mother, I got a part in the school play. And his mom says, oh great, what part is it? And the boy says, I play the part of a Jewish father. And the mother frowns and she says, go back and tell the teacher you want a speaking part. (laughs) 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 So yes, Hallmark greeting cards, 
Mother Nature and even our church all conspire to show that moms trump dads in prominence in our lives. Their care is immediate and visible. Yet, however, we know by now, we know by now that so much of the spiritual life is invisible. And we also know that some of the most profound things in life are hard to see, not because they aren't there, but because they're so present everywhere that they're easy to not notice and take for granted, like the air we breathe. I think that the quiet presence of our fathers and the love of God the Father on which it is based is actually one of these things. Maybe that's why, though you find no images of God the Father around the church, it's not because God's absent. It's because he's present everywhere. God the Father is pure spirit. So God is not in one place. He's reflected in all places, in all things, in all people. He has made and provided for the conditions of life. So his presence isn't obvious, but it underlies everything. Now, I'm not saying that fathers are this. They're a pale reflection of our Father in heaven, but this metaphor has truth in it. The care of our earthly fathers, like the care of God the Father, can be hard to see and easily taken for granted because if you and I were lucky, it surrounded us from the first day of our lives. And so, therefore, it's easy to take for granted. Many of our fathers got up and went to work every day to provide for our families, not calling attention to the fact that it was the source of the roof over our heads, our educations, the food we ate. Like a mother's work, a father's work also is constant and hard to see. And so for their humble gift of providing, we offer our gratitude to our fathers today. And it's just as subtle to hear the Father as to see Him. Look for pictures of the Father in church. You won't find Him. Listen for His voice, and you may also be hard-pressed to hear anything obvious. Traditionally, God's chosen people look for God's voice in big events, including tragedies, in plagues, in earthquakes, in storms. The great prophet Elijah, though, he knew better. Recall it was Elijah who didn't hear God's voice in the storm or the earthquake or the fire, but in a quiet, still, inner voice. That's how God speaks so silently and powerfully to an obedient son or daughter from within. The voice of conscience moves people to do great, great things, to justice, to mercy, to love, without speaking a single word. And think of how forcefully directed Jesus was by the strong inner voice of his Father, which directed every single step of his life. Fathers in this world can also reflect this silent power of the Heavenly Father in their roles. Many fathers, if yours is like mine, are men of few words. But you can tell with a look if you have fallen short of their values or their expectations. Also, unlike the typical love of a mother, which is very specifically for her child, the love of fathers is more transferable to others. It's more universal. That's why we don't just have fathers of children. We have fathers of churches. We have fathers of countries. 
We have founding fathers. We have fathers of the world church. That's because the wise and loving words of fathers can be stored in laws, in moral codes, in cultures, in traditions, and it can benefit not only our own children, but others even beyond our time. So many of us in life have had father figures, right? We say father figures are our teachers and coaches and family friends who acted like fathers to us, and we're in turn called to be that father figure for others. And maybe that's why the loving words of fathers are a little less tangible because they are often expressed through example, through values and norms which speak softly from within and challenge us to heed our highest callings. So dads, Mother's Day will always beat Father's Day. And it's impossible to compete against the one who physically brought us into the world, the first face we see in life and in worship. But take heart, fathers, and receive our gratitude today. For to alter a common phrase, behind every good mother is a good father, providing for his family and moving them to their best selves by their godly examples and from words from within. So gratitude and prayers today for all of our fathers and all fitting glory and praise to our Father in heaven.